The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day guys, welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We have some amazing guests on tonight. We have Sean Whalen, who has done everything. Uh, For those of you that don't know him, we'll go through a whole bunch of what he's done. We've got a whole lot of questions for Dr. Russ, who's coming on again to talk about how to lose weight, how to get gorgeous, and how to, no, I'm choking, and how to be healthy. This is our first uh, show for Paul and I since the election. How you doing, Paul? Uh, yeah, um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that Hillary's not in there, but it's not like, um, yay, Trump, oh, God. You know, I, I have to say, um, something was said to me, and it was very, very reassuring. I work with a lot of politicians inside the country and outside the country, and I'm not happy with the presidential choice. Um, Hillary Clinton did win the popular vote by over 400,000 and counting, but, um, the Electoral College spoke, and... It, it's the rule of America. I love this country and I respect it. I would really like to see Donald Trump step forward now and fix this divide. Because, I mean, we've had one heck of a divide. We had a divide in the Democratic Party between Bernie Sanders and Hillary. Now we have a huge divide in this country. And I don't have a lot of faith in him as a president, but I do have a lot of faith in him as an entertainer. And anyone in entertainment knows you you got to let the people love you. So I'd love to see him step forward and and kind of re, and reunite this country because people really fought bitterly and there have been more hurt feelings over this election than any others. And for those that are really worried about it, don't worry. The, the best thing that happened was the House and the Senate and everything going to the Republicans because they're not going to let him fuck up. They're not going to handle that embarrassment. So the fact that we have Donald Trump there and, you know, both, both everything is kind of Republican run right now. They're yeah, going to keep their hands the on Senate. him. It really would. Yeah. And, I, and that's know, going to I keep a strong hand on him. One party having all that much power is I, I'm uncomfortable with. You know, I, I, I normally would be too. But I got to say, Democrats are pretty bitter. So if we had taken the House or Senate or any of that, we mm-hmm. Democrats probably would turn around when Trump screws up and be like, you know what, let it burn, let everyone see what they did. But by having the Republicans in there, they're really going to try and make sure this isn't a complete shitstorm. And this is what's being told to me again by politicians that I know and people that I know, that the best case scenario is the fact that the Republicans now have to hold up this president. 
because they don't want to be made a laughing stock. Yeah, true. So they're going to be true. very yeah. careful. And those old school Muslims, they're not the ones who put them where they where Trump is now. It was the base of the Republican Party, the the, the voters. Exactly. You know, it's ah. Uh, it's a catch twenty two. The popular vote went to Hillary. Oh, yeah. The electoral vote went to Donald Trump, but it comes down to this. I don't think that the old school Republicans are going to willingly give the party of Reagan and make it the party of Trump. So Correct. I'm glad they are where they are. I think I agree with um, my outside the country political insider friends when they say they're really going to keep a hold on him in a way that I don't think the Democrats would have because the Democrats wouldn't have as much at stake. Yeah, I mean, Trump made a, I thought he made a good move in his, uh, in his acceptance speech saying that he wants to make sure that America is for all Americans. I think that was stepping right, but I don't think anybody on the other side is listening to anything that guy has to say. I think people are still stuck. Um, so, yeah, Paul it, Ryan it, has reassured the country. Right yeah. Paul Ryan's reassured the country things, you know, Donald Trump um, had said on CNBC on, on a live interview that he planned to start a database for Muslims and register Muslims. And that kind of got a comparison to Nazi Germany. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah, think I he's going to do that. Yeah, I, I, he's not going to do that. A lot of these wild claims he made, he would need support for and he just ain't going to get it. Yeah, well, that's with every president, they make the wild claims, and then, then they actually try to do it, and then it just doesn't work out. And that's exactly it. I agree. Trump said some dumb things, and I know most of our listeners are Democrats. I'm a Democrat. And I voted for him, and he said a lot of dumb things. So. Yeah. When he said punish women for abortion, things like that, it's not going to happen. Not in today's yeah, day. That was age. taken out of context, too. So. I, I watched the interview. Um, I think most people do, even if you're pushed. Mm -hmm. Saying yeah, there the needs to be some kind of the punishment. The real question was, if abortion was illegal, should women be, portion, be punished for abortions? Well, he also said abortion should be illegal, which means... It's, yeah. it's really, yeah, he's pro-life. Yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a carryover. Um, mm -hmm. I think each, each person has a different view on it. You know, we've got some different things going on right now. The KKK, for those that... Um, one and oh has started public rallies and is trying to recruit i'm not kidding it's all over the place the ku Klux, the night the american knights of the ku klux klan have started to try and rally um thinking this is a new age for them and i gotta tell you boys it isn't no <laughs> it's not it's, it's no, not it's, gonna no, happen he actually trump got less white votes than romney did um well trump here's here's an interesting one i have the numbers here he did get less white votes than Romney, but more white people registered to come out and vote for Donald Trump than has ever come out to vote and register for anyone. I'll give you the numbers if you give me just a second. Um, here. So of white men, 63% of white men voted for Donald Trump, not 63% of registered currently registered voters in the Republican Party. This is Republican Party, Democratic Party, 63% across the board voted for Donald Trump, and 52% of white women voted for Donald Trump. So he actually has um, 
a huge, I mean, huge group of um, people that came out for him. But I think people are seeing this as a racist thing, and I don't think it is. No, I think I got twenty nine percent of the Latino vote, I believe, and somewhere around seventeen uh, percent. No, of the he got he got uh, he got. Um, Six percent of Latino women and five percent of Latino men. I've got the numbers in front of me. Hmm. He did Only very poorly. Numbers come in because I actually heard that from a lefty. Yeah, well, I'm I'm just looking at from Politico, so you guys can jump on Politico and check out the numbers and do all that. But he got sixty-three uh, percent of white men, fifty-two percent of white women, five percent of black men, seven percent of black women. Um, 5% of Latino men, 6% of Latino women, and 6% of others. Whereas 80% of black men voted for Hillary, 93% of black women voted for um, Hillary, 62% of Latino men, 68% of Latino women, and 61% of others. But I'm going to say something that I know nobody's going to agree with me on. It is time to stop making this a racial thing. It is time to stop being pissed off that your candidate lost. What's done is done. This is going to be the president. Yeah, Reaganomics. I completely agree with that. Reaganomics sent us into the toilet. Let's not have that happen again. But Reagan was at least a humanitarian president. Um, I do believe if we cut this racial divide that has happened, and yes, I am aware to the people that are writing in right now, he did feed it. I'm not going to say he didn't. But the truth is, he's a blowhard. Mm. But he is President Blowhard now. Yep. So it is time for all of us, if you don't like what he said, don't support the measures he wants to put in place. You have exactly. a voice, and I'm we have a democracy. Ma massive amount of passion right now. Some of it's like, you know, goes in bad directions of violence and things like that. But I'm seeing a lot of passion right now, and I hope this continues over. I hope people, more people get involved. You know, if there's something that you're passionate about, call your representatives. I agree. There is a lot of hate coming out. People complained that they felt that Trump's campaign was built on hate. And I'll say some of it was. But right now... We need to move past that, meaning for those of you that are writing in, yes, I can see you right now. Thank you, Facebook people. <laughs> um, we're now yeah. being the haters. And aren't we like the kale-eating liberal? Come on, guys. We're supposed to be the hippie shitheads here. Share some love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get all peace and love and shit. You know, let's... let's exactly. Can't hurt. We love blacks, we love whites, we can love pumpkins too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what color is he, basically? He's, he, I'm just calling him President Pumpkin, but... <laughs> it doesn't oh. matter what happened. It was a fair vote, he was fairly elected. We didn't get our way, stop acting like children. For those of you that don't like Donald Trump, you are acting like Donald Trump when you didn't get your way. You'll complain that he acts like a baby when he doesn't get his way. We're buying into this crap. It is time to get all peace and love and let the kale-eating hippie liberals, you know, people like me, be nice and friendly. 
That's that's can't why. Hurt. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Paul? I can't hurt. You know, I mean, I've always been in the, a centrist, which uh, I refer to myself as a militant moderate, where we aggressively have to find ways to get along and compromise and actually get things done. And, and uh, I get it right now. A lot of people are hurting. I see it. Uh, I get it. But uh, let's uh, cut this morning period as short as possible so we can actually I don't think there should be a morning period. We're all on the same boat, guys. Whether it sinks or swim, we need to be behind President Pumpkin. All of us. Because we all have the same objective. We want him to do well. I want him to do well. Yeah. I didn't vote for him because I didn't think he would do well. But now that he's in... I want him to do well. That is the greater good, people. I would have yeah. liked Bernie Sanders in. <laughs> Cough. But <laughs> this that is the first time happen. I voted for a winning president since Clinton's second term. Yeah. I, I just got to say, it's. I, well, I usually vote for the winner. But in the end, whether we like it or not, there is a lot of hate. We've had protests outside the White House because... It went against the popular vote. Well, guess what? The popular vote last time didn't win. The electoral vote did. And I didn't see you all complaining when Obama got a second term. I wasn't complaining when Obama got a second term. I wasn't. So it comes I, down I, to I this. Was, I wasn't I was thrilled with that. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I was still traumatized. I would have loved it if originally, as planned, McCain had run with Lieberman before he brought on Vice President Airhead. He originally planned to run with Lieberman. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, they, they wanted, he wanted that. And the Democratic, I mean, the Republican Party was like, yeah, no. Yeah. I would have loved that. What I demand is next, in, in four years, I want to see John McCain run with Joe Biden. That's my new plan. You two idiots. I'm still hoping for the Rand Paul Elizabeth Warren ticket. Oh, I'd like that so much. Mm. I want Elizabeth Warren at the top, though, because... Yeah, no, no, I'm fine with that, because Rand Paul's not very good at... Uh, Stuff happening outside the country. He's more yeah. of an isolationist. But so, I yeah, do I think completely agree with Elizabeth being at the top of that key. I also very selfishly would love a woman at the top of the key in four years because in 2020 it will be 100 years since women across America had the vote. And so I hope for women's suffrage, run. yep, me too. That's what I'd like to see. Guys, when we come back from the break, we are going to have on Dr. Russ. We are going to have Sean Whalen on. And I'll tell you all about Sean Whalen. We'll talk all about weight loss and we'll be talking all about the fun stuff. For those of you writing in that don't like what Paul and I are saying, I get it. You're mad. You're mad. But it Stay happens. Mad. Turn it into something else. Turn it into vigilance. Yeah. Turn it into exactly. vigilance. That means next time come out and vote. And for those of you that say I regret voting, you're assholes. You should have voted. When we come back, we'll be on with Dr. Russ. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bolin. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. We're good. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. What voice guides your sexual needs and desires? Yours or others? 
The Sexual Voice with host Jessica Ford is the show to lead you to a happier, healthier, and more fruitful sexual self. Let Jessica help you find your own unique voice to express sexual feelings, gain confidence, and to appreciate your own needs and desires. Listen live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. There is a sexual voice inside of everyone. Come discover yours. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin. And we are talking about all things Hollywood. That is, I appreciate you guys writing in, but that really is all we're going to talk about on the election stuff. Paul's for unity. I'm for unity. It's really time that we that we let this go. I know, and I agree with Paul. I know some people are hurting. I know some people are grieving. I certainly was not in, you know, I was not in the hat for Trump. But what has happened has happened. And we are all in the same boat. We are all hoping that he does an amazing job for this country. I don't believe in Trump, and I pray that he proves me wrong. That's where I am. What about you, Paul? No, I mean completely. Uh, if I, I hope he's amazing, I hope he becomes everything that uh, you know. A big part of the uh, population you know, wants him to be. Me, and I hope he impresses everyone. That's exactly it. I hope he proves us all wrong. I hope Paul and I, you know, Paul's, I hope I'm eating my hat. That's what I'm hoping for. I know that's what Paul's hoping for. I know you guys want to talk about the assaults. I know you want to talk about all of this stuff. But right now, the only thing we're going to talk about on this show when it comes to the election is unity. Can you can you, can you back me there, Paul? Yes, 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 okay. absolutely. So, so, that's what I'm going to say about it. So if you have an entertainment-related question, we're going to answer it. Right now, we are going to have on the amazing Dr. Ross. You guys loved him last week. We have some questions for him this week. And we're going to talk about how to get thin, svelte, and sexy so that when you take your Christmas photos, um, you don't look like a hippopotamus. Welcome to the show, Dr. Ross. Thank you. Uh, it's nice to be on uh, Behind the Scenes uh, Summer, and uh, I would add that uh, we're also going to make people healthy. Oh, I like that, So that's too. a bonus. Be... <laughs> the healthy is definitely a good idea. I know, 
you know, I, I work with models, so we sort of focus on the hippopotamus aspect, but healthy is a lot better. And I can say, since I started um, working with you and following your diet, um, I have lupus and that's a lot better under control. I'm not having flare ups. I'm not getting sick. So what you're doing definitely promotes health in a way that I haven't yes, dealt with. Uh, my spies have uh, informed me that you've lost nine pounds in this week, Summer. <laughs> All Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Your, your, your spies are telling on me. Um, so we so have good. had questions. <laughs> we had questions. I know. I, I love it and I have more energy. Um, the questions we have from last week, I'm going to ask you this week. The questions we get this week, I'm going to ask Dr. Russ next week. So if you're curious, write in. You can hear all about this. One of the questions we had from last week is, do you have to exercise with this diet? Well, going back to the health issue of, uh, you know, the big picture, um, the American Health uh, the American Heart Association recommends exercise most days of the week. Uh, I'll tell you, exercise is a tough way to lose weight. Uh, it's been calculated that you have to walk 35 miles to lose one pound. That's the amount of weight you put on by eating one Big Mac. So really, the uh, in terms of weight loss, exercise is kind of uh, a losing battle. Um, so, um, number one, uh, it's important to exercise from the health standpoint, and if you lose some weight in the process, that's good. Um, but specifically for uh, the Palm Springs diet, which is a paleo diet, uh, anaerobic exercise is better than aerobic exercise. If you can what imagine our answer. You can imagine our ancestors, uh, they didn't walk on treadmills uh, while they were reading a novel or looking at their, their uh, iPhone. They, they had bursts of activity. And uh, if we're going to mimic our ancestors' way of eating, that's also we're mimicking um, their, the way they engaged in activity. So you don't have to exercise with this diet, but you have to exercise for good health. To be healthy. Now that makes sense. Alexis, I have to say, uh, when you said it takes, you know, it takes that far to eat off a Big Mac, all I heard from Alexis right next to me was, God damn it! Because I can tell you she loves Big Macs. <laughs> See, Lex, you should try the well, diet I, I too. I don't think that uh, McDonald's probably appreciates that mention either, but... Uh, <laughs> I, well, I can I, understand. I mean, much of eating is, uh, you know, you become enculturated and it's hard to break those habits. I, for example, uh, when I have an overweight uh, Asian American, uh, it's very difficult for them to imagine life without rice. Uh, rice is, uh, of course, uh, almost 100% uh, starch and uh so we have to learn new habits, and uh, uh, it, once you engage in it, it becomes easier once you're, uh, you understand. And by the way, uh, I'd like to present you with about five or ten copies of my book to distribute to your listener, listening Fantastic. audience. 
if, if any of them would be interested. Well, they definitely would. They write in. And what I'm going to say is whoever can tell me what they learned from Dr. Russ talking this week, I'll send a book and we'll do that every other week. Write in, tell us the best thing you learned and send me an interesting question for Dr. Russ and we'll send you a book. That's, that's really good. That's great. Thank you so much, Dr. Russ. That's a great way for everyone You're to get on this so diet much. and to, to, hear, to learn about it because I know it does work for overall health. Now, you had some additional questions? I do. I, I know we sent uh, the questions, a few questions to you because they're the ones that got writ written in last week. Um, what are the most filling foods you can eat on this diet? Well, uh, feeling, uh, feeling full is uh, what we call satiety. And uh, certain foods uh, provide that feeling especially the high-protein foods, meats, eggs, uh, fish, shellfish, th those are, are probably the most filling foods. Okay. Um, and then what are the easiest foods to make on this diet? Um, I have to, I'm going to interrupt really quickly and say everyone has gone in from like yelling at us about the election and now they're asking questions about you. So this, so you have everyone's attention. Everyone wants the books now um, and we're not getting yelled at about the election. So it's a win-win. Um, what, what <laughs> well, are the easiest that's a good way to, make? to uh, uh, change, uh, change gears. <laughs> and and uh, uh, you asked me the easiest foods. Well, uh, I would say that if you follow um, the guidelines of paleo diets or the Palm Springs diet, uh, it's all easy foods because it's foods basically that can be eaten raw, foods in their native states. Uh, certainly I wouldn't advocate eating raw fish, raw meat, but in a, in a pinch you, you could eat raw, uh, those, uh, raw meat, but... Uh, if you just uh, heated, if you if you cooked some hamburger or cooked uh, uh, fish, uh, th those are uh, very easy to make. And uh, I've always advocated food uh, uh, that tastes like it's supposed to taste. So you don't even have to worry so much about spices or sauces. Uh, I'm not saying that those are are wrong, but, you know, it takes longer to prepare something that's, you know, well-seasoned, uh, for example. Uh, so an easy food would be like um, a hard-boiled egg, for example. That's, that's a good idea. Uh, and it's something you can make in bulk and stick in the fridge. Yes. I like that. I also have a question here, and I'm going to tell you who wrote it after I ask it. Um, my assistant lady, Big Mac, next to me, wrote in. She actually <laughs> she wrote this question and wants to know, are you allowed to have cheat days? And if so, what is completely off limits? Are there things off limits? I think she's trying to figure out how to get around this. <laughs> well, uh, variety is very important uh, in our uh, eating habits. Uh, people like to restrict them. The average person eats about 20 different kinds of foods. There are hundreds of different uh, food selection to make. So uh, there are lots of things 
to eat without going to the list of things that you can't eat. Um, and um, if you're wanting to know uh, about cheating, uh, I, it wouldn't really be fair to you or to your readers for me to uh, say, well, you can eat a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I have to kind of be your father Abraham and say, well, this is what you need to eat. Um, if you follow uh, the guidelines, you're, gonna, you're going to lose weight. You're going to be healthy. The stricter you are with yourself, the, uh, the better, the more likelihood you are to achieve your weight goals. Now, I'm going to ask, I know this wasn't on your list of questions, but if it's okay if I throw in a random question that I've had written in about 30 times since we started talking. Yes, Summer. Is, is sugar banned? Well, that, that gets kind of to the root of uh, eating. And uh, we're not advocating that people deprive themselves of carbohydrates. But there are different kinds of carbohydrates. There are complex carbohydrates, and there are simple carbohydrates. It's a simple carbohydrate, which is also known as starch, that creates a situation in your body where insulin is secreted and um, fat is stored. And, of course, that leads to weight gain. So... um, if you think about fruits, uh, vegetables, eggs uh, of different sorts, nuts, berries, they all have carbohydrate in them, but they're, they are complex carbohydrates. And so your body takes its time, um, and um, they're not as fattening as the simple carbohydrates. Um, there's a saying that if it's... A carb and it's white, then it ain't right. I like that. <laughs> that, in- that includes the uh, the sugary, you know, the cakes and candies, uh, the dairy products, the uh, um, ice cream, the potatoes, uh, things that have uh, starch in them. Most people know what starch is, and uh, if you're consuming starch, you're you're going to get you're going to gain weight. You're not going to lose weight. That makes sense. And uh, you know that that corresponds to the whole notion of paleo diet because starch, of course, is derived from from grains, from corn and and potatoes. And uh, our ancestors didn't eat those because they weren't farmers. They were hunters and gatherers, so they, they would never have encountered starchy foods. And that makes sense. That makes good sense. We that's are why about... We look, oh, sorry. That's why Pardon? we look to, to our ancestors for guidance in this. It's, uh, it's how we survived for two million years on the hunter-gatherer type of diet. And that makes sense. So don't eat potatoes unless you want to look like a potato. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Russ, for being on the show. Um, guys, check. Go on Amazon. Have a look. Get a copy of the Paleo Diet. It's called the Palm Springs Diet by Dr. Russ. You can oh, may check I add it. something, Summer? Excuse, oh, excuse me for interrupting. 
Uh, people can also go to the publisher of the book. Uh, they have a website, AuthorHouse, all one word, AuthorHouse.com. So go to AuthorHouse.com, grab a copy of the Palm Springs Diet, and whoever writes in the best question and tells us the best thing they learned this week will get next week a free copy of the Palm Springs Diet, which, guys, I swear by it. When we come back, we are going to have on Sean Whalen. Sean Whalen is known for Twister, Never Been Kissed, Superstore. He looks a little bit like Johnny Rotten, I've been told, but he is in everything. So we're going to be talking to Sean Whalen when we get back. I'm Summer Helene. We were on with the fantastic Dr. Ross talking about the Palm Springs diet and Paul Michael Bolin. We'll be back after this. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset? Your home. Is it from a reality show on cable TV? A comparison website? Or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Marijuana means different things to different people. To Eva Sativa, host of Everyday Cannabis, it means hope. Eva credits her life to cannabis, and today she's an advocate for patient rights, safe products, and community education. Each week, you'll learn about cannabis as a safe medicine and its role in cutting-edge research. We'll talk about legalization, bring you product reviews, and chat with the industry's best and brightest. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. I want to give a quick shout out to Scott Haskin. He is my favorite composer in the whole wide world, and he always does like that epic, he did the epic intro music that always makes me feel like we're about to go into, you know, it's the intro to a film or it's an intro. I just love the music. Makes me want to hit something in slow motion with a sword. Yes! Like, that's it. I love it. <laughs> so I want to give a quick shout-out there. Guys, if you want to win some ATV rides in sunny Palm Springs, California, write in and tell me the best thing about Sean Whalen. We're going to invite him onto the show. He is the one, the only, the amazing Sean Whalen. And to the guy that compared him to Johnny Rotten, I guess in one of his photos, he kind of does look like Johnny Rotten, but he's a whole lot more awesome. Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you. And the best thing about Sean Whalen is that he's uh, he loves his daughters. Can I please get the ATV right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> woo-hoo! That was Sean great. Whalen won! <laughs> I, 
that was rigged. Now that's rigged. <laughs> <laughs> that was strange. Yeah. Don't don't even get started on that. Our entire like almost fifteen I minutes won't. was people screaming about the election, and Paul no, and I just no. ran from that as much as we could. Uh, so, how are you? I'm doing great. I know we had you on uh, with Felissa when we had Felissa on. Yeah, um, it was and on, then we dragged also you on, on a Bakersfield Eve, and that's another Bakersfield Eve for me. Because I'm going to Bakersfield gonna... <laughs> again for a bigger, their big Comic-Con this weekend. Wow, so you spend a lot of time in Bakersfield is what I'm hearing. You know what? I don't, but I <laughs> seem to right when I'm speaking to you. I have no idea why. I, I don't know, but at least next time you're going to Bakersfield, come on on the show. It will, uh, sure. will make it a tradition. So I, I, love, I love the comparison. Someone actually compared one of your photos to Johnny Rotten. I'm not sure if that's, that's a compliment cool. or not. I've never, <laughs> I I've never gotten that. I've never I, I, gotten that before. <laughs> is so it a good thing? I, oh yeah, is no, it I think a it's a cool thing. thing. I mean, come on. Yeah. If you're going to be... I get Steve Buscemi and Johnny Rotten. I mean, that's way better than, like, you know, Jared the Subway guy. You know what I mean? No, yeah, no, those nobody wants to be Jared the Subway days. guy anymore. No, that's, that's a dark moment. No. I'm, I'm saying even, <laughs> you know, before all, all that. You know, <laughs> or now, you know, you've done you've done everything. Yeah, I, mean, I, everything. I, I kind of was going through with a friend of mine, and I really realized that the only thing I haven't done is a western. That's literally the only thing I haven't done. And I, and so I'm dying to you know be on a western. And someone said. Uh, Oh, look, my girlfriend said, well, knowing your luck, you'll book Westworld, but then you'll be one of the science geeks that's actually building the robots, and you won't be a, you know, I won't oh, get to be sucks. a Western a cowboy. <laughs> that would be, like, so close, but yet so far. But, no, if anyone is doing a Western, I will do anything to be in a Western. <laughs> to do a Western. I like I that. I feel the but same I mean, way. So. You feel the same way. <laughs> I've, I'm looking at you. I mean, you've done everything from... Star Trek to rom-coms to action to horror to there's apparently the only thing you haven't done is a western. That is true. I, I did play a salty. I played a a uh, prospector on, but it was a kid show. I was playing a, a you know a gold mine you know a gold digger, uh, old salty prospector, but it was on a kid show. And it was it was a parody of like a really high bunk bed, and I was a prospector, and I thought that doesn't count as a western. No, I you mean, got to, you got to I do mean, a western. I mean, I was you know, I, oh, that's not even true. I did ride with the devil. I have done a western. I did Ang Lee's movie Ride with the Devil. Well, shit, you've done out. everything. <laughs> oh crap! You know, this is the first time I've ever realized it. My western line was the line I told everybody for the last year. And now I just realized that I have done a Western. What is there left well, to do for you? <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone in Hollywood has ever had this problem. What is there left for you to do? Uh, 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 movies on in space. No, I haven't done a space movie. You know, oh, yes, I, I, I bet you... <laughs> No, I did an underwater submarine movie, but I wasn't. Okay, so now I have my new one. I have never done... That was sci-fi. Have I done a sci-fi movie? You did. You were in. St- you were in Star Trek. Yes, that's true. I can't say a space mm. one. You're right. Yeah, you got it lost. Is. I yeah, did lost. Yeah, and lost. I really. Yeah. I, 
We're no, gonna I have think to it's invent a, I something think it's a movie. I think it's a movie on the moon. Okay, I haven't done a French film where I spoke French. Let's just go Do with that. That's the French? new line. I haven't done a Bollywood movie. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I haven't I'm done a Bollywood movie. Stop. Okay, guys. I, so Sean Whalen has done everything that can possibly done be done in Hollywood. We need you to start flying him out of the country so yes. that he can start taking over Bollywood and fr- film noir. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's my next big move. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if that's a step forward or a step back. I, I gotta say, usually people in Bollywood I, I don't, are trying I, it to make it, it to doesn't really, you. it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, I'm just smiling as I'm, uh, you know, taking off my big flowy robes uh, after my big Bollywood dance move number. So that's all that matters. That's fair. But that's I know fair. at the end of my life, it's the rocking chair test. I'm in my rocking chair at 80, and I go, "Yep, I did a Bollywood movie." That's all that matters. No one would, it doesn't even matter if it's seen. What do you, I, I mean, you have done everything. What would you say to people that want your career? Because let's well, face it. Well, I mean, the, really the, 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 the hardest thing, well, the first thing is, and I say this all the time to people, when you see Tom Hanks and stuff, like he just did Saturday Night Live and did this great job. And I went, he's a character actor. It's essentially what he was. He did leading yes. in parts, but he's really a character actor, and which is great. And so is, you know, all those guys. Everybody wants to be a character actor. Leading men don't want to be leading men. They want Matthew McConaughey didn't win because he was a leading man. He won because he did character parts. That's what won that's, him the Oscar. That's, true. that's what well, won it's also Tom how Hanks he the got Oscar. Discovered in the first place. With, yeah, uh, Matthew yes, exactly. People, will, I, I'm one of the ones who said Days and Confused is still his best, best thing ever. But yeah. you know, I, I loved him in that. But I, but, but being a, people want to be the stars or the, the good stuff is this, and and it was told to me by my friend Scott Gimple, who runs The Walking Dead. He's an old friend. We've been friends for like 15 years, and he said. You're so lucky because you get to do it all. And I never even thought of it that way. I think I was griping about, you know, audition best or something, you know, actor griping. He goes, you get to do everything. And if you look at it like that, that's really exciting. Because people ask me, oh, how did you get in? How did you choose horror? You don't. You get an audition, and I open up that email, and it will say, you're going in for a children's comedy. You're going in for an independent drama. You're going in for a broad uh, three-camera sitcom. You're going. You don't. You go on everything. So you don't really get to choose. So it's it's great to. I actually teach comedy improv at James Franco's school in North Hollywood. I'm head of the comedy department, and I tell these guys come up with characters. You know as many as you can because being a character actor is that's how Jennifer Lawrence got started. She did that. She was she was told uh, she was too pretty in L.A. and then she turned herself into a grungy character and went into New York and got the role in uh, something. What was it? The Bone. Winter's Bone. Yeah. Winter's Bone. Yeah, Winter's Bone. So, you know, that's where that's where the fun is becoming transforming into something else. So, if you were saying to have my career, first of all. 
know who you are 100%, and then start there. So my, I was, when I started, I was naive. I look like, I look like a cross between, as you said, uh, Sid Vicious and Stan Laurel. And people thought that was hilarious. I had long spiked hair, but I had a goofy Stan Laurel face. And they thought, oh, that's really funny. And I started on a lot of commercials. But I didn't know that. I didn't. You're I wasn't well, a part. Really well known I for was, your Got Milk commercial. That's actually Got one milk. of the most popular Got Milk commercials ever. Yeah. What was yeah. Michael yeah. Bay like for that one? Um, I was told to stand up to him very early. And so when he came to set, he said, okay, I need you to do what you did on, on the audition. Just do that. We'll be fine. And I go, yeah, whatever you say, hair director, you know, you're, I know you're the big, you're the big guy. And I, you know, I'm not going to mess with you, dude. And he just laughed and everything was great. And I heard like, if you just kind of stand up to him and give him some shit quickly, then it goes fine. And that's exactly what I did. And it went great. So... Uh, who was so, the who was the worst the, director you ever worked with? Like who was the biggest asshole? <laughs> so, I, I got to know. This. I mean, I, no, there, there's, I, it's not. There's one guy, and I won't say the project, but he wanted me to do a um, a, a wacky deputy, and I said that's fine. I just don't want to do Barney Fife, and he said okay, because I don't know if your people know that Don Knotts and Barney Fife was you know the quintessential. You know, authority. I mean, one of the best comic characters ever created on television or film. And he said, okay. So I was doing the movie, doing the movie, and trying to come up with interesting takes. And then he finally just turned to me and he goes, can't you just do goddamn Barney Fife? And I was like, gosh, dang it. You know, and that guy I thought was an asshole because he tricked me. He wanted me, he always wanted me to do Barney Fife. And no guy wants to do, I don't want to even try to do what Don Knotts did. It was, you know what I mean? It's so funny and yeah. fantastic. It and was you can't that, So it. he was the worst. And I get that. And it's. I think that's something that people have a lot of trouble with. Um, I know Kevin Smith has had a lot of gripes trying to get people to do nods to characters they've, they've done before, other people have done. And one of the best things I heard from him is, you know, I don't know why actors don't want to be other actors. I mean, sure, they can never do it as well as the original actor, but it's still funny. Like, well, I think you hit mm-hmm. it on the head. Once it's done, yeah. it's done. Well, yeah, because for a while there, for all us character actors, everybody wanted us to be Kramer. Yep. You know? Everybody wanted Carrey. a Kramer. Everyone and, wanted and, Jim Carrey as well. Yeah, everybody wanted a Jim Carrey. Same thing. And it's like, ugh, I don't. You know, he did it, you know, and, and no one can do it as well as him. And then, of course, they love it when all of a sudden Jack Black comes along and he does something completely fresh and interesting, you know. And they're like, where and was they, he? And he's like, he was lost because you were getting all the skinny guys to try to do Kramer and Tim Carey, <laughs> you know. And that's, so of course. Well, and that's it. And I think people miss, um, right now they're redoing the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I got to yeah. say, I, I don't think it's going to do well. Those the characters are too iconic. It already was on. It was on Fox already. Yeah, it was on on Fox like a couple few weeks ago. Oh, and they're doing the film. They're doing a film version. They're doing a a, wait. Another another film. And now they're doing a film version. Feature. 
feature version. Oh, no. Yeah, this is what I'm like, come on. To my peers, I actually just wrapped up with Paramount, and um, I can't say where, but in July, I'm going to be a studio head. So I'm trying to get everything I'm trying to get done before then. And this came across to me like a year and a half ago. I'm like, no, we're not redoing that. That's ridiculous. I got a call from a counterpart of mine over at a different studio, and they said, yes, we just greenlit it. I'm like, oh, you guys are done. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's it's, it's, it's the wrong, yeah, it's barking up the wrong tree. Speaking of that, I, I, I am doing, I'm doing, speaking of originality, I am doing my original horror comedy called Crust um, with a friend of yours, Felissa Rose, producing, mm-hmm. and she's acting in it. And I kind of got the same kind of notes like, is this a horror comedy or is this an art film? Or in this, I go, it's all of those things. I don't want to do, I'm going to do all of it, you know? But we don't know, the, only one guy said that. He, but everybody else has really, really liked it. I said, it, I said, here, it's a cross between Willard and Little Shop of Horrors and The Godfather and Charlotte's Web. <laughs> and they're, and, and they're okay. like, well, what the hell are we supposed to do with that? And I go, that's exactly right. It's original. It's original. It's original. I, I love, I freaking love original. Well, if you guys need distro, yeah. come my way. I always love to give out distro and funding. And you're doing oh, something oh. else. Yes. Uh, with, just, with Crust and Street Level. Street Level just came out from David LaBrava, who played Happy on Sons of Anarchy. He wrote and directed this movie about street drug use based on his own experiences. Um, we filmed it a couple years ago, and it's I knew that this was a really choice part. It was a, it's a serial killer with a very talented Barry Del Sherman, and I reunite with two serial killers who reunite after a long time. And I knew it was a great role, so I worked with my friend Rick Rogers, who is a director now, but he's best known for being J.K. Simmons' right hand man on Oz, the TV show Oz. Yeah. Um, and he knew me really well, and he thrashed me and was so hard on saying, I'm not going to let you pull any of your tricks. I know all your tricks. I know all your gimmicks and pulled the best performance dramatically I've ever done. Um, I believe that I've ever done dramatically and that's available on all platforms right now, streaming platforms, iTunes, Amazon, direct TV dish. You can get it anywhere, but um, iTunes it's, it's, really a cool performance and uh that's really a neat thing and then i'm coming out next month in bunk the tv show on disney channel as a wacky border patrolman so it was kind of neat having that come out and knowing i'm coming on a disney channel show because it makes me think i do get to do it all you know i'm very lucky do you girls like to watch you i know you have two daughters is it cool for them to be able to watch you on disney channel uh, yeah, I was the hero of the house when they were younger, and I got a part on Wizards of Waverly Place, and they got to meet oh, Selena yeah. Gomez, and, you know, they got yeah. the, and Selena was so nice to them, and they got to meet the whole cast, and literally, they loved her, watched her, and then when my scenes came up, they're like, my uh, ex-wife took them to the dressing room. <laughs> they're like, oh, they're tired. I was like, wow, they really don't. They didn't, you know, they're like, oh, that's dad and funny makeup. You know, they didn't care. They wanted yeah, to I, see Disney Channel. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I took, uh, 
my daughter met the Power Rangers. She met One Direction. She loved it. Um, oh and, and goes to work with me, and she's just like, yeah, my mom's the blonde lady. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Come on. I, I have a really impressive title. I'm important, damn it. Mom, can I have I know. Mine? I know. What <laughs> is your title, Summer? What is your official title now? Um, now I am going, I actually just resigned. I was a former executive VP over at Paramount. Okay. Um, now I am going to be, as of June next year, uh, okay. the youngest studio head in Hollywood history. I'm not allowed to say where because they're trying to keep it hush-hush. Apparently, when they're trading out uh, studio heads, they're worried that if the one they're trading out finds out, they'll, like, burn it to the ground. <laughs> so nice. they're trying to keep everything really hush-hush. But that's, nice. that's what I'm doing, and I'm not allowed to tell anyone, and I'm so freaking excited. It's ridiculous. It's not fucking fair. That's fantastic. <laughs> I want to tell. If you, if you but, want a cool, hip uh, indie horror comedy, let me know. <laughs> let, hey, let, I'm, I'm always looking for distro. What I'm doing right now, um, because I'm not allowed to take up a new contract, is yeah. I'm working privately for the distributors that I worked with when I was over at Paramount, when I was over at all these places, and I'm acquiring uh -huh. a whole shit ton of content because nobody ever has content, and we have way too much room and way too little content. So that's mm. what I do. And now that I've said that, I know I'm going to get like 4 million write-ins. I'm just yeah, going to exactly. tell the audience, a reality <laughs> show about you is not the way to go. I have everyone <laughs> always comes over to me. I have a reality show. It's about me. Like, great. It's and weird it stars me and I wrote it. Like, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> in the, in the, it's kind of strange because in the course of this conversation, I've written a reality show about me on ATVs in Palm Springs. <laughs> I could sell that. <laughs> I could sell that. If, if it's about you, I gotta say, Sean, we could do a reality show about you. It's a little different than the, than the email I got from the guy from Detroit that wanted yeah. it to be about him and his homies selling weed. I'm like, no, dude, that we can't like report that. We have to report that. No. So <laughs> like, it's a little different, but you we it's could not do. It's legal cause... there yet. I don't know how that would work. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, yeah. like, I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> no, no, that's not a good reality show. No, uh, orange is terrible. That, uh, yeah, no. So I'm, I'm, yeah, that, I'm doing that. I'm really loving teaching at James Franco School. Mm. I'm hiding the comedy department. We're going to start doing live shows come 2017. So um, I'll have to come out and check that out. Yeah, it's the I mean, we're it's literally the ground floor of James Franco's comedy department. It's kind of like, hmm, James Franco works with some good comedy people. Maybe uh, being part of his comedy school is a good idea. And I said to them, I you know, they teach great dramatic work, film and acting for the camera. I mean, I said when I was coming up, we were told not to mix, you know, any kind of techniques or anything. And this school is saying, look, it's all it's all under one umbrella. Just, Perfect. just like uh, we were saying, you you don't say, oh, tell my agent I only want to go out on comedies, or I only get to want to go out on. You better be able to do all of it, and this school is all inclusive that way, which is really great. So, we're going to have showcases like uh, the Groundlings and UCB have, as well as dramatic plays going up. So it's it's a really great place to be, and time to be there. It, it is. At the and ground floor. From, yeah. Yeah. You're coming from the ground up. We have about two minutes yeah. till the end of the show. You're in Bakersfield no Comic Con right now. Where can everyone find you? If they want to talk to you, if they want to look at you, if they want to check you out, where can they go? They go Aside to Facebook and go to Sean M. Whalen online. Sean M. Whalen on Facebook. And you can message me there. 
and um, they they can reach me there anytime, and my assistant helps me there, and you know I I answer all messages. So that's awesome. That is that is a place to find me. And then this weekend, yes, Bakersfield Comic Con. From uh, it's ten to five, and then tomorrow night we're having a showing of People Under the Stairs. It is the twenty fifth anniversary of People Under the Stairs at eight o'clock on a huge screen outside of them, and I'm going to be talking our way through it uh, on a microphone. And then the second day of the Comic Con is Sunday from ten to five. So if you're in the Bakersfield area or the San Joaquin Valley, come on by and check us out. Flash Gordon's going to be there. A couple uh, Sam Jones, a couple of the people from The Walking Dead. It's a lot of fun. Felissa Rose is going to be there, my buddy. So it's a lot of fun. I like that. Everyone, go check him out. I'm going to put up a link to his fa- to Sean's Facebook, and I'll put up some links to some places where you can check out um, his new upcoming film, where you can check out uh, Street Level and all of that. We will keep you updated with what he is doing. I know we have a lot of write-ins from people, and we're not going to have time to get to questions today, but maybe if we beg and plead, we can get him on the show again, possibly. I'd love to come back. I like that. So yes, we will answer the questions next time. Thank you guys for being, for, thank you so much, Sean, for joining us today. Guys, go check him out in Bakersfield at Comic-Con. Say hi. Um, please send my love to Felissa. Thank you so will much do. for joining us today. Thank you. Okay. Guys, thank Have you for joining night. Paul. Thank you for joining myself. Thank you to our wonderful guest, Sean Whalen. And of course, thank you to Dr. Russ. I'm Summer Helene. This was Behind the Scenes. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.